This podcast, Dear Abs, was recorded for entertainment purposes. It does not provide any legal, financial, or medical advice. Please consult with the appropriate licensed professional with any such inquiries. Hi all, welcome to Dear Abs, Let's Drink. This is Abs. Today I am drinking a Crocodile Rock. It's a drink from a local restaurant and it has gin and coconut and basil in it, and it's very refreshing. Today's topic of conversation is sexism in the workplace and sexist behavior. So I do want to provide a content warning because I discuss specific stories surrounding sexist behavior within the workplace. So here's your 15 seconds to decide if you'd like to stick this out or turn this episode off. The question I received that led to this topic was, why is my boss low-key sexist and what can I do about it? I'm going to start by attempting to answer the why of this question. The reality is that he is probably low-key sexist because he grew up in a sexist society and hasn't done the educating to stop being sexist. Even when you do the educating, it is a constant practice and you have to keep on top of it. This is based on assumption in terms of the answer to the why. There could be other reasons. The why, however, is somewhat irrelevant in this scenario. What matters is that his behavior is affecting your work because it is sexist. Now, what you can do about it. The answer to this part of the question is not going to appease many folks. And this is because there is no right answer and no absolute way to make him stop the sexist behavior. That is frustrating and unfortunate. We still very much live in a society where sexist behavior is allowed and in some areas encouraged. And sexist behavior and actions still occur a lot. There isn't a quick and easy answer here that will make it all stop. You cannot change anyone's behavior. That is why The what can I do about it part of the question can be tricky. You can't change anyone else's behavior. It's impossible. You can only change your own behavior. You're only responsible for yourself. This can be really frustrating when we want someone to change, but I wouldn't want someone else to be responsible for my behavior. You need to focus on your own behavior and how that is coming across in this scenario. For the record, I'm not blaming you. I ask this in a way to focus on what you can change about your behavior to put yourself in a position where you aren't dealing with the sexist behavior or put yourself in a place where you're not having to deal with it at all or make it clear that the behavior is unacceptable. I think it is perfectly okay to tell someone their behavior is unacceptable. It becomes a little more hairy if it's your boss, just because of power dynamics in play at work. In my experience, women are very aware of the power dynamics that exist within a professional space and a personal space. However, in general, I think men are less aware of power dynamics at play. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm going to dig into what power dynamics mean for a little and then make my way back to answering the question. 
According to Wikipedia, in social science and politics, power is the capacity of an individual to influence the actions, beliefs, or conduct slash behavior of others. According to psychologists John French and Bertram Raven, there are seven core types of power. They are coercive power, reward power, formal power, connection power, referent power, informational power, and expert power. I think this quote from Good Therapy is particularly relevant to the answer to this question. Quote, people can also misuse power in the workplace by forcing others to complete menial tasks unrelated to their job, such as getting coffee, or to put up with sexual harassment. End quote. Just a reminder, I'll link to everything I reference in the show notes. Toggle had a great blog post that I'm going to pull from too to even more clearly define power dynamics. Power dynamics can be seen as the unwritten rules for interactions with each other in the workplace. Quote, power comes from positional authority and is exercised over others. End quote. This can also be defined as formal power. Now, on with the answer. The person doing this being your boss makes it difficult to create a boundary and say, quote, this is unacceptable. I think if you feel able and comfortable saying this, then you should feel empowered to say it. If something similar happens and it isn't your boss, it's important to say it then too. I had an experience where I worked in essentially a warehouse setting. I was one of maybe two or three female employees in the department. I was on the elevator at work and had one headphone in and the other out. And as I was starting to close the door to the elevator, I hear a male coworker whistle. And I can remember thinking, he can't possibly be whistling at me. So I open the elevator door and this male coworker is walking towards me and asks if I can take something down in the elevator with me. I look at him and I say, do not ever whistle at me again. His response was, someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I said, no, whistling at me is inappropriate. Don't ever whistle at me again. That was me setting a boundary. I think it's okay to set a boundary and just say, this is unacceptable. The same coworker cracked quote unquote jokes about how my supervisor must like being told what to do in the bedroom. And he did this around me and the supervisor. I recall turning around when he said this and saying that I was confused. And he explained that the supervisor must enjoy being told what to do in the bedroom by me because we must be sleeping together. I responded that we weren't and that the jokes were inappropriate. What kills me the most about that interaction was that at that time, my supervisor didn't say anything. It was just me, the only female in the conversation, saying, nope, that's not cool, that's not funny, it's not a joke. That's disgusting. He would continue to accuse me of sleeping with other male coworkers during my time there. I said at one point that just because I'm a friend to them does not mean that I'm sleeping with them, and you should learn the difference. I actually had the same experience while working in the food industry, where my boss and I were chatting, and the boss paused in the middle of the conversation and says, I have a girlfriend, just to let you know. And I look at him and said, okay? Very confused. 
what does that have to do with what we're talking about? And he said, well, you're obviously flirting with me. I recall getting so livid. Why? Why is talking flirting? Why is that automatically flirting? So I told him, I wasn't flirting with you. I was being friendly with you. If you don't know the difference, then I feel sorry for you. I don't recall having any more conversations with that boss while I remained at that food industry location. I didn't want to put myself in a position where he interpreted my behavior as flirting and pushes something because he is in a position of power. I mean, think about the idea that women sleep their way to the top. But we don't hear men withhold promotions until they receive sexual gratification. The men are holding the power in this scenario. They get to decide whether or not I can take time off that I've requested. They can alter my schedule if they want. They may or may not give me a good review or recommendation. Does any of that sound like equal footing in a work environment? Returning to the scenario in the warehouse, I told the person that it wasn't funny. You know, the quote-unquote joking about sleeping with men at work. And I told him to knock it off. Now, if you're sitting here listening to this and thinking, well, what did you do that made it seem like you were sleeping with all these people? Fuck you. I don't deserve to be the brunt of a joke. I don't deserve to be minimized because of a man's insecurity. I don't deserve for my work to be diminished. That's what that type of joke does. It minimizes all the work that I've done and creates a narrative that the only way I deserve to move up is because of sleeping with men, not because of the actual hard work that I've done. It makes it easy to ignore the work that I've done. And I did a lot of good work. It's important here also to mention benevolent sexism. This sexism refers to stereotypical attitudes about people based on their sex that may be perceived as positive. Benevolent sexism is just as harmful because it normalizes gender inequality. More information regarding this type of sexism can be found in the Catalyst article that I've linked in the resources in the show notes. I think why it was important to mention benevolent sexism is because benevolent sexism can seem like a positive thing because benevolent sexism focuses on the positive aspects. So benevolent sexism is complimenting women based on stereotypes. So I want you to stop focusing on asking what's the behavior that you are doing to deserve being made the brunt of a joke. If that's the first place your brain goes, you need to take some time to reevaluate some things. No one deserves to be harassed. No one deserves to be bullied. No one deserves to have their work minimized. No one deserves that. And that is what this was. If you don't want to call it sexism, then call it bullying. Because that is what it was. He was trying to intimidate me and make me feel less than him. If you feel comfortable saying, this is inappropriate, I think that can be a response. Another option is to suggest another way to get the work done. There is a Forbes article 
that I've linked in the show notes that references a scenario where a woman persuaded the leader of the company that taking meeting notes was a good educational opportunity for newer employees. This type of approach allows you to be considered a team player while also allowing for more equitable labor. A third option, if your company is in the right space and is open to it, is to change the system or the culture. This is the most difficult because you need to be aware of the space and be ready for saying when things are sexist. The best way to change the system or the culture is to point out where the issues are. I hope one of these three options help. If you're listening and you have a question you'd like to ask me, feel free to email me at dearabsledgedrink at gmail.com and be sure to check out the Instagram page and follow me there. I hope anyone listening has a great day and week and month ahead of you. Bye.